Podcasters, welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Daria White, and this is another follow-up to Critique Partners. I am learning a lot from my critique partners, mostly things that I already knew about my writing, because sometimes we don't like to admit our hang-ups when it comes to writing, whether we info dump, whether we're too wordy, whether we're putting too much backstory in the beginning. I mean, there are a lot of different things. All of us know our hang-ups. One of my hang-ups in particular is I tend to leave words out. So instead of saying the cat ran, I'll write the ran. And no matter how hard I try, that always happens. So it is nice and very beneficial to have another pair of eyes that is looking at your document outside of your editor to really help you comb out and polish your manuscript to where you're presenting the best manuscript as possible. Now, is there such a thing as a perfect manuscript? In my opinion, no. Even with the classics, I love Phantom of the Opera by Gaston Leroux, but I bet that if I went to go look at the reviews, there would be a one-star comment or two-star comment saying, I didn't like this book. I didn't quite get it why is he hiding out terrorizing people why is he wearing a mask I mean there's always going to be somebody that does not like your work but there is still that larger group of people that are going to enjoy your work so that's the crowd or the readers that you want to appeal to so we don't want to take everybody's advice when it comes to critiquing but if you're seeing the same consistent message with your editor with your critique partner with your beta readers that's when you should take into consideration okay maybe I need to make a few changes here so I'm just sharing a bit what I have learned so far because I haven't been working with critique partners very long, but I do work with them with both of my manuscripts from my real name and then those that are under my pen name. And I've been going back and forth a lot with a few of them. And it's interesting how every author sees the story differently. And I recently am working on um, a, an, a particular manuscript rather, and I was advising the person, maybe they needed to cut some backstory here. And Again, we as authors, we understand the story in and out. We understand our reasons behind it. We know the characters like the back of our hand. We get it. But as a reader, when you're reading that, too much backstory, that info dumping can take you out of the story. So again, you're gracious when you're sharing this with your critique partner. You're not bashing them saying, oh my gosh, you bored me to death with this section. Really? Cut this out. You're not saying that. We as writers are fragile. I love how CP Matchmaking says that. We as writers are fragile. These books, they are close to our hearts. So I was gracious when I shared with my critique partner hey I love this section here this is very heartwarming here but I really think that we can save this for another section of your book maybe use this as a trigger for another scene and then I saw some head hopping as well for those of you that don't know what head hopping is head hopping is when you're reading a paragraph let's say for example I'm reading a paragraph about James and we're into the thoughts of James maybe he's looking outside of his window maybe he's on top of um maybe on top of the entire of the Empire State Building and he's looking out you know among the city but then before we know it we shift in the same paragraph to Ava who's standing on the other side and we're like wait a minute where's the paragraph break here where is the distinction here like and even in some books like if you I think it's becoming more common where you'll see um, headings or subheadings rather instead of like chapter one and then you read in third person narrative there it is becoming popular where you'll see a chapter for chapter one and then you see the character's name that way we as readers know okay we're in James's point of view but then it may shift and then we'll see 
the heading for another character. Okay, now we're in Ava's point of view. So that's a pretty good way to do it. I like that. Some authors don't. Some readers don't even like that. Some readers don't even like a shifting in point of view in the middle of the scene. But that just depends on, you know, your story and what you're trying to convey. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So I just graciously shared that. And she's like, oh my gosh, like I love that scene, but I understand. Thank you so much for pointing that out. So But then again, when is critiquing too much critiquing? We don't want to nitpick either. We don't want to nitpick. Unless they tell you, I want you to gut this scene line by line, check for grammar, check for spelling, check for subject verb agreement, check for consistencies. That's different. And you guys would have to have a very strong relationship to do that. But the majority of us are just looking for plot development, character development, world building, settings, prose. A lot of us are just looking for the creative side of things. Our editors will take care of everything else. So what I've been trying to do is really learn that balance of okay am I nitpicking here is this something for their editor or do I need to just go ahead and say something now if it's a major concern for me I'll go ahead and comment on it whether it's in google docs or comment using the tracker in microsoft word but at the end of the day remind them that it is their decision you make suggestions as you see fit You're saying, hey, this came up, this part here confused me, or hey, I wasn't too sure what you meant by here, or you know what, this is a long chapter, and I think you could probably cut it right here and start a new chapter in this section. So it all just depends on, you know, the flow of the story, but keep in mind what they're looking for. If they said developmental and they don't want you to look at grammar, as hard as it may be to avoid the grammar mistakes, you ignore the grammar mistakes and only focus on the developmental process of the manuscript. But as you give it, you got to remember to take it. What you give, you got to take back. So if you want them to do that for you, if you want them to be understanding of your comments, if you want them to take your constructive criticism, be ready for it to be served right back to you. (laughs) Be ready for that because there's going to be some pitfalls with your own writing. I've been told that I use the word just too much. And when I typed it in the search engine, I saw that just was used over 200 times. And I didn't even realize it. I'm thinking, really? I use just that much? But that's one of that I don't know what it is it's like subconsciously we don't realize that we're making that mistake or we have that particular hang-up it just comes out another thing that I have been told is in terms of clarity some scenes that I write where I may nail it in the scene before I may fall short in the next chapter to where I'm not as clear or there was one time where I put something in a particular seat and my editor was like, I really don't understand why you put that there. There's really no reason behind it. And while I get what you're trying to say, I really don't think you need it. I really think it's just padding on. And I'm like, no, I thought that was a good idea. But sometimes an idea should just stay an idea. And yes, the final decision is up to you as the author when it comes to accepting advice from critique partners, like I said, even beta readers and editors. But if you're looking at their notes and their comments and you're seeing, okay, this makes sense, or okay, I did not notice that, that is a problem. Once you do decide to make those changes, you will see a difference in your writing. My critique partner has already said like, wow, like by me downsizing my flashbacks and backstory, it it does read much smoother. 
Because at the beginning, remember, you want to throw your reader into the story. You may want to explain some things, but I'm learning that little to even no backstory is okay. Leave those unanswered questions. I told you guys that from Sandra Gerf's guide in Show Don't Tell. Leave those unanswered questions. You can reveal stuff later on, but don't put it in the first chapter. Don't even put it in the second chapter. And if you do, do a quick little flashback and then get right back to your story. Throw them into your hook. Throw them into your inciting incident. Throw them into the plot of your story. And if something is triggered, then okay, go ahead and refer to it. But don't stay there because your reader wants to know what's happened in the what's happening in the present moment now. What's happening with the character right now? We may care what happened before because that could explain why they're acting like this now. But let's get to know them first. Really anchor. I can't remember where I read that. I think it may have been in another writer's guide, but go ahead and anchor your reader in the story first and get them, you know, attached to your characters before you start revealing stuff from the past. So all this is a learning process with critique partners. Some of us are experts at this because we've been doing it longer and then some of us are fairly new to it. So let your partner know that, hey, I'm still new to this, but this is just a suggestion. You do not have to take what I say verbatim. So... Yeah, I hope that makes sense. I know I stumbled over a few words there, but there's just so much information here. So sometimes it's hard for me to get it out. But I hope you guys are having an awesome, awesome day. I will let you know that um, the beta reader app that I told you about on yesterday's episode, I'm still working with that. There may still be a few kinks that I have to figure out, but I will be... um, working with that program so should you choose to become a beta reader that's the program that I am using and you would have to sign up with that particular app for free of course in order for me to go ahead and approve you to read the manuscript I am I am also on book likes I did see that someone commented on it on my book likes page so either way I do appreciate the feedback the constructive feedback as I prepare to go into the final stages of um finalizing my manuscript so yeah i hope you guys again having an awesome day have an awesome rest of your day and remember if you wrote a book it is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you so god bless and i'll talk to you guys later bye